Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of Clay and Buck starts right now, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. And uh, we need to take a moment to talk about the uh, situation of Florida. You see, uh, as a Florida resident, um, I walk around and when I talk to people here, you know what? There, there are some complaints. There are some complaints. There are people who will point out that uh, housing prices here have gone up a lot um, because of something called supply and demand. When a lot of people want to live in a place, then it becomes more expensive to live there because of the housing supply. And then you hope that they build more and then that will equalize. But right now, so housing is expensive. Not a lot of snow here. So if you like sledding with your kids <laughs> southern florida not a great spot for that you're going to enjoy life up in new england or montana more if you really want snow we don't have seasons um but despite despite some of those downsides this is the place that is getting more of an inflow uh from people moving and they're overwhelmingly both anecdotally and by the data um center-right people who have just said, I've had enough of Democrat madness, and I'm going to go to Florida. Now, this is also happening with uh, Tennessee and and Texas, but Florida has been particularly uh, at the forefront of this, of this phenomenon. And it's going to be something you hear a lot about because it's also really the calling card. It's the, the primary achievement of Governor Ron DeSantis, who is going to be running for president here in just a matter of days. I don't have any knowledge of this more than just what we see in the press and what people are talking about right now in terms of when the announcement will be. It's going to be this week. We all know it's coming. Um, and and I think it's interesting that some of the argument now is Florida was always great and people were always moving there. It's like, guys, I I, I need the arguments for or against a candidate to be rooted in some numerical reality. If it's going to be a numbers argument, um, you know, I, you can, you can tell me you don't like a candidate, but if you tell me that you don't like him because he's, uh, 10 feet tall, I'm going to say that's a problem, 
right? But anyway, that's not really the point. The point is there's something else going on here, which I, I was unaware of, which is that despite the fact that this is the, uh, the state that has gotten the biggest migration of people from across the country to it in the last three years, um, you are being told now, if you turn on CNN and certain channels, that this state, the Sunshine State, is actually a terrorist state for, well, here is Democrat activist Aisha Mills. Listen to this one. Play four. Extremely clever, um, and, and I really appreciate the NAACP's guidance uh, on this issue. You know, I just took my family to, to spring break in Florida recently, and I think about all of the folks who traveled there for sun and joy um, and peace and restoration. And to be reminded that actually this is getting to the point where Florida is about to be a terrorist state to, to many of us here in America, certainly as a lesbian, as a black woman. I don't want to have anything to do with the place. What I just want to know, I would be fascinated to find out what it is that she is, what is the terror that she is worried about that affects black people and lesbians in Florida? Um, like, what is this even? So, I, I really mean this. Like, what Ron DeSantis is making Disney live by the same rules as every other corporation, including, you know, Universal Studios, et cetera, in the state. That's, that's terrifying for. That Ron DeSantis doesn't want second graders being told about, you know, uh, all kinds of sexual stuff in the, in the classroom. I, I was, I didn't have, uh, I had zero sex instruction until high school. Right. And that, and it was very minimal in high school, but like there was, I mean, classroom instruction, right? Yeah. W- what's the, like, what are they even talking about, Clay? Like, w- what is this? Florida is a terrorist state for, for, for people of color, for LGBTQIA plus people, it's actually a booming state that's really safe relative to other states of similar population where people are moving from all over the country of all races, creeds, colors, etc. as fast as they can. It, it, to me, it, this is a perfect distillation of both how a large organization, large institution ceases to have any legitimacy because the NAACP has a very impressive history. But if you are black and you live in Florida, as the NAACP board chair does, who will play his audio here in a moment, this goes to my point of when an institution tells you something that you know is not true, and saying to black people, you are not safe in Florida and saying to gay people, you are not safe in Florida, that's a lie. And everyone who is coming to Florida, for instance, this coming weekend, Buck, for Memorial Day weekend travel, and there will be, what do you think, millions of people probably heading to Florida for Memorial Day weekend? That would not surprise me. That's probably the number. They all know this is a lie. If you are with your family and you're black, and you're walking around Universal Studios or Disney World, as tens of thousands of black families will do, probably over Memorial Day weekend, or you're going to Miami to go to the beach and hang out with your friends and family. This is a lie, and it's such a transparent lie, and not only is it a transparent lie, Buck, the timing on it. This is an attempt to hit Ron DeSantis with a transparent lie 
right as he is preparing to announce that he's going to run for president. And there's audio here uh, of the NAACP Board of Directors Chair, Leon Russell. He actually lives in Florida. And he was asked about this. You're going to love his response. Listen to Cut 5. Need to understand that it's not, not about money. It's about people. It's about humanity. We haven't told anybody to leave. In fact, the NAACP is encouraging folks to stay here and fight. If there was ever a reason to stand your ground, it's black people, LGBT community, the immigrant community, women need to stand our ground in Florida and fight and understand that the fight is a political fight. It's okay. Time yeah, it's certainly a. It's. I'll cut him off there. It's certainly a political flight, uh, fight, Buck. When you tell people not to visit, and then when you're asked because it's not safe, somebody says, "Hey, but you live here," and his response is, "We haven't told anybody to leave." So wait, it's safe for black people to spend all of their time in Florida and live there with their families, but it's not safe to visit. I mean, like this is this is not even logically coherent. I mean, okay, there's there's so much here. First of all. They hate Florida on the left, whether it's, you know, the NAACP activists or LGBTQIA activists or, you know, the mainstream sort of other Democrat entities you could point to. They hate Florida because it is super successful and being governed in a conservative fashion. That's why they despise it. They have no that the problems they have with Florida have nothing to do with, oh, it's unsafe for black people to be there or, oh, there's targeting of the LGBTQIA community or whatever. No, they hate it because it's working so well and it's working so well based on philosophy and politics that they don't like. But this whole thing of, oh, I'm scared to go there and, you know, people are not valued there and all that. That is total projection it is nonsense it is garbage that is not the reality of florida at all i mean there there are there are weekends here i mean i've i've been there you go to miami beach and they're widely celebrated as being gathering uh, you know gathering weekends of the black community in florida yeah right and and, and nationwide but i mean you know the, like this idea that it's not safe for for black people to be in florida is this is complete fantasy land stuff. And in fact, if anything, you're looking at a state that has been safer for everyone relative to the crime waves that have hit other other places across the country, especially big cities. We're talking to you know, Miami, Tampa, um, et cetera. And, and so I just think it's interesting. This is the Democrat mindset. They will lie about a place that is doing really well, that is showing everybody a better way. And by, it's a better way, Clay. There are people. So just to give you a sense of this, in um in places like uh like o Overton in Miami, which is a historically black neighborhood. You know what's happening in Overton right now? Black families that have lived there maybe two, three generations, they're getting a million dollars for their twelve hundred square foot house, right? This you know there 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 should be a sense of, oh my gosh, this is going so well. Like people are moving here, they want to be here, people feel safer and safer. But instead of celebrating the wins that everybody is having across the board, they're saying it's a terrorist state for people of color. And and this woman said lesbians. I mean, I, I hadn't heard anyone say that lesbians were scared of going to Florida. That was new. I would bet that Florida has way higher of a population 
gay-wise than your average state, right? Like, I would bet that it over-indexes for gay population as well. Yeah, I mean, and, Miami and, Beach is a historically, historically very, you know, uh, gay and lesbian friendly. There are there are specifically gay friendly uh, and lesbian friendly hotels or LGBTQ, you know, rain. There are there are hotels all up and down the main strip on Collins that sh- that have, you know, fly the pride flag year round and are, you know, welcoming to that community. So it's, it's just I'm just saying this is rooted in nothing. This is spite at success because someone's doing better with a different politics than than they want them to. That's the reality. I just can't get we got one more cut that I want to play here. Uh maybe I'll save it for when we come back, but Buck, I just can't get past the NAACP head when confronted and asked, "Hey, if Florida's so awful, why do you live in in Tampa yourself?" His response is, "We haven't told anybody to leave." Okay? If you were really of the belief that Florida was a terrorist state, wouldn't the first thing you would tell people to do be to leave it wouldn't be hey don't go on vacation there for some relatively short experience on the ground it would be hey you got to get your boots off the ground you got to get out of the state now it's laughably absurd but he's actually not even able to follow the logic of his organization's own statement when he's saying we're not telling anybody to leave we're just telling them not to come visit because it's so not safe for black and uh, gay people. Well, if it's so not safe for black and gay people, you should be telling everybody to leave. That's more important than don't come on vacation, because you're not staying permanently if you're coming on vacation. All this is ridiculous. But I want to play the the next iteration, which is the argument that people are dying. We'll play that when we come back, uh, Buck. But this is maybe the dumbest argument I have seen, and I can't imagine that there's very many black people that are seeing this argument and in any way trusting the NAACP over it. I, I think they're blowing themselves up here. Inflation and prices are rising, and now there's a banking crisis to contend with. With the current stock market volatility, how are your retirement accounts doing? The Phoenix Capital Group says the time to diversify your investments is now. They recommend high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middleman. There are both Regulation A-plus and Regulation D corporate bond offerings with different maturities, qualifications, and rates. There's also a 9% APY starting at a $5,000 investment open to all investors. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Look, I'm a Phoenix Capital customer. You should diversify your investments. You should look into the Phoenix Capital Group. Go check it out. You can earn 8 to 12% APY. Go to phxonair.com to download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide. That's phxonair.com. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I think it's important to share lies. And we've got a lot of different lies that I think we need to make sure that you understand are being propagated associated with this call for a uh the the, 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 the argument that Florida is a terrorist state uh that is now being spread because of this NAACP position. Here is the president, Buck of the NAACP, Fort Lauderdale chapter down in South Florida. Her name's Marsha Ellison. She says black Americans are dying because of Ron DeSantis's leadership. Listen to cut seven. The fact that African-Americans certainly are dying, that our history is being erased, and that we are shown to have little value is not a stunt to us. The fight for our very lives is, is obviously at the top of the agenda. And so we, what we want to do is with this NAACP advisory is to advise anyone who's traveling to Florida or who is even thinking about it to know about the hostile and racist policies that have been put into place by Governor DeSantis and his supporters. So we re, it's important to know that because as as you know, in a few days, there will be an important announcement that he is seeking a higher office. So the question is, do you want these policies in your state? Clay, can I just, she says black people are dying. Yes. And that is true. It is Sadly. also true that white people are dying. Asian people are. I'm pretty sure that if you find me a classification of people by any you know race or whatever, you know, um, people of of you know Hindu faith are dying. Uh, Inuit and Eskimo are, are dying. Are you suggesting, the, Buck Sexton, that immortality does vegans, not exist? Vegans, despite their best efforts, vegans are also <laughs> dying. Like the, Clay, you and I are are, are going to die too. We're all this on is, the pathway to dying. 
I I mean, so it turned dark here in a hurry. By the way, it it, it did. <laughs> It's just interesting though, isn't it? It's like, like that's the, that's the emotional impact of just, she just says black people are dying. It's Ron DeSantis' fault. Okay. D- dying from what that is his fault that he could prevent and what would you want to be done? There's a lot of steps missing. So yeah, it is true that black people are dying. It is also true that all people are dying because that's what happens. And so, is there any point at which this becomes too stupid? That's really what, is there any point at which these attacks on Ron DeSantis cross the stupidity threshold? But then again, the, some of the attacks on Tim Scott are also crossing the stupidity threshold. We're going to play some of those here in a minute. But Buck, I'll just point out, as we get ready for Ron DeSantis's, uh, announcement, as absurd and ridiculous as I think everyone agrees that these NAACP arguments are, they're also similar to the arguments that Donald Trump has tried to make about the state of Florida. And while we're making fun of the NAACP president for saying Florida's, you know, not safe and that people should not come here and visit, Trump has tried to propagate many of these ideas to attack Ron DeSantis too. And the immediate response to Trump that we had on this program was the same. If Florida's so awful, and Ron DeSantis has done such a disastrous job running the state. Why did you move from New York to live here? And I mean, that's, I think, a very good argument, right? You moved from New York. Buck, if you moved from New York to Florida, and then you came on the show and you were like, this place stinks, I hate it, my immediate response to you would be, well, why did you move there? And that's kind of a checkmate argument, right? Unless you have no other option but you got, you know, let's say you're in the military and you got sent there and you couldn't make a choice about where else to go. No, when you choose to move somewhere, that's about as big of a statement you can make about the quality of life there, I think. We'll break down some of that stuff. Our friends at The View, they're idiots, but this is even a dumb argument for The View. Uh, but I want to tell you, you guys have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today. Their most popular products have been on sale this spring. Towels right now, deep discount price. What is it? Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Usually they retail for right at 100 bucks. Right now, you can get this set on clearance for 25 bucks with our names as your promo code, Clay and Buck. That's over 70% off in savings. Sets come in multiple styles and sizes. How do you take advantage of this incredible offer? Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. You'll get the clearance price of $25 on the towel set. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. They used to cost 125 bucks. Do it today at MyPillow.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. I think at some point we're going to have to pull together a list of the dumbest things ever said on The View. It, it would be... It would be a fierce competition. We could do like uh, a March Madness bracket for like the and have people vote the dumbest things ever said on that show. Isn't it so interesting as well? ABC ABC likes to take itself owned by Disney, right? Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah, takes itself very seriously in the news division, and you know ABC News and George Stephanopoulos and the whole thing, right? It's all oh we're the we're the news for people that are just into journalism. And they put this show on the air every day with no no compunction, no uh, no remorse. I think is a better word whatsoever. Where they're making everyone who watches it dumber. I really they're making everyone who watches that show 
you know, you guys have all experienced it, right? I'm not going to lie. I, I remember way back in the day, like before the internet was even such a big thing, some of the stuff that would be, I'm not talking about the spicy stuff, but some of the stuff that would be on HBO, like really late at night. I mean, you know, I, I did, I watched Leprechaun 4 once. Okay. Like it was Leprechaun in space. You know the Leprechaun movies? I am the Leprechaun. I didn't know they did one in space. Oh, <laughs> Leprechaun. They made five Leprechaun movies, just so you know. Five was Leprechaun in the Hood, which I did. At some point, the tiny Leprechaun was smoking a a uh, a marijuana cigarette. I, I, I want to get into this. Uh, so, But back in the day, if you had, like, if you were in a family that had HBO, sometimes late at night, you'd watch things. You're like, I... I'm getting made dumber by watching this. Like I'm actually brain cells are at, are dying off and my cognition is being slowed by this. I think that that happens when people watch the view. I really do. I think that it feeds people talking points that make them less likely to think that are untrue and that are overall um, a net negative for discourse. I, I think it serves no purpose other than to make uh very ill-read, ill-informed people on the left, particularly it's obviously appealing mostly to women feel better about their ignorance and their prejudices. With that in mind, Joy Behar. Joy Behar. Here she is, everybody. I just want you to listen to this gem that Joy came up with. Listen to it. And he's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas, black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps, rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it, neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Joy Behar... White female multimillionaire Joy Behar knows more about what it is to be a black man in America than Senator Tim Scott or Clarence Thomas. That's quite a that's quite a stretch. I have to say that's an interesting one. Look, Joy Behar could disagree with Tim Scott's candidacy in an intelligent fashion if she were not an imbecile. But this is the kind of racism that actually exists you are completely invalidating tim scott and clarence thomas and their perspective by saying they don't understand what it's like to be black men in america you could disagree with the pick yourself up by your bootstraps mantra which it's worth mentioning has been a black mantra Going all the way back, I think, to W.E.B. Dubois back in the day. It may have been pronounced Du Bois back in the day. I don't know. I wasn't an expert in, you know, early 1900s, late 1800s uh, black empowerment. But Booker T. Washington, there are tons of black leaders who have advocated zealously for generations that the best way for the black uh uh, the black uh, uplift, the best way to build from slavery and develop economic opportunity is actually through individual self-reliance. That has been an incredibly strong uh, argument for generations in the black experience. And certainly there are people who would oppose it far more intelligently than Joy Behar. But Buck, this is what passes for left wing, you heard everybody, I, I think we cut it off before the end, but Joy Behar was applauded by that audience. 
This is, as I believe George W. Bush said, the soft bigotry of low expectations. The idea here is that Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas, two very successful black men, one a Supreme Court justice, the other a senator, both of whom were raised in extreme poverty, who have lifted themselves up to among the highest levels of American government, that their unique individual experiences and what they have learned that allowed them to achieve what they have is somehow not a permissible opinion to have in America. And also Joy Behar's expectation that those men would not be aware of what racism is or what the cost of racism can be is also just, it's flagrantly insulting. But Joy Behar said what many different people on the left believe. Of, of this course is actually do, racist. Where does it also leave people? So, so if you're going to negate... And think of what the real mentality is here. And Clarence Thomas writes about this uh, eloquently in his autobiography that that the the true the condescension from white liberals was always the thing that he found the most galling, the most just you know really really deeply bothered him because they thought it was better, and it was really just about themselves, right? It's about oh you know I'm a good person, so I I want to go and give people who are you know less fortunate, give them the the Oh, oh, it's all going to be okay. The, the condescension that comes across from, from, uh, from white liberals is something that is very common, very present. But also, where does it leave people to say that if you, uh, that you shouldn't try to be bettering yourself? Like, what, what, what's the, what is the alternate, uh, theory of the case here? You know what I mean? What, what is, Joy Bayar says, oh, you know, let's pull up your bootstraps thing. What's that all about? Like, that's not, because of systemic racism. So should people give up because of systemic racism? Is that, well, what is the philosophy that they replace people that want to empower every black man and woman, every person in the country with individual responsibility? Your life is in your hands. Life is not fair. Okay, there's a lot of things that are not fair. You could say that there, even if you believe in systemic racism, which I do, but actually not in the way that the left thinks that systemic racism exists. It's actually in a in a very different direction. Um, but even if you believe in systemic racism, okay, life is unfair. You're going to tell people to just be a victim, to whine all the time, to expect other people to fix it for them, because there are a lot of people. You know, people are born. You know, people are born in, into situations where they have, you know, serious uh, disease they have to overcome. They're born into poverty of all different races. They're born with a parent who's an alcoholic and who's abusive or maybe, you know, two parents who are abusive. And, and they have to overcome that. And you can either tell them it's within all of our power to become the best version of the human being that he or she is. Or you can say cry, whine, despair, and maybe Joe Biden will fix your life for you. It's just not going to happen. So it, it actually just infantilizes everybody. Everybody. No doubt. That's exactly what it does. And it also tries to convince people that the government is their savior. Right? I mean, that's the implicit... Well, and that's the point, right? That's, yeah, yeah. That's the implicit argument of Joy Behar is you, you poor minority in this particular situation, you poor black man, you poor young black child, you have no hope to succeed in this country because white supremacy is so overwhelming and stultifying that it dominates every single aspect of your life. Thus, you must beg for help from your government, which you don't control. 
I don't know who came up with the the phrase, but I've been using it. I try to use it with my boys as often as I can. The only uh, the only thing you can control, the only hand you can rely on, is the one at the end of your sleeve. Right? Somebody may give you help. I hope it happens. I hope somebody extends their hand and gives you an opportunity that you wouldn't otherwise receive. But the only thing that you can rely on, the only hand that you can rely on is the one at the end of your sleeve. And so this idea that, oh, the government's the great savior. Oh, the government's going to ride in and provide something for you that your own individual work ethic cannot is a lie. And it's also, to your point, Buck, such a devastating lie because what it treats and allows you to believe is that your failure is entirely preordained, right? Like you have no hope, no uh, aspirational opportunity in life because of something you yeah. didn't control at birth, which is your race, your gender, who your parents are, where you started. It's I mean, one, just one thing totally defeating. And this is this is a far less far less serious, I think, than what we're focusing on right now. But I, I come across this, and and I've I've learned this now. And you can, and everyone I know who understands this world very well will agree. Um, e- even, uh, you know, fitness is not fair. People have, it, it is reality. Everyone always says, Oh, it's about this and that and how you work. Yeah, that's all true. But some people are gifted. Some people have more to work with. Some people put on muscle faster. Some people put on fat faster. Some people are taller. Some people put, you know, it, everyone is, we are all unique snowflakes. Everyone is different. You can sit around and complain and be like, why aren't I 6'5 and 10% body fat and have a metabolism that, or you can just work the best with what you've got and live the best life you have. These are two different philosophies. You can sit around and complain all day. You know, I mean, Clay and I wish that we were just blessed with forever six packs. Well, maybe Clay has one. But, I, w- I uh, wish I could dunk a basketball buck. I could have yeah. spent every single hour of my youth, right? Teenage into my 20s training. Remember Jimmy? Uh, the, the shoes that Jimmy on Seinfeld wore that were supposed to make him uh, like uh, better. I, oh, I, I remember the remember the Reebok pumps. Those were going to yes. help you jump. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody got sold. I mean, the idea that if you wear this tennis shoe, you're going to be able to jump like Michael yeah. Jordan or whatever. It's a successful marketing ploy, right? But I could have done everything under the sun. I was never going to be able to dunk a basketball. I didn't have the physical ability to do it, right? So I could sit around and be like, oh, woe is me, or... Like every other person out there, you try to find something that you do have a talent in and develop it to the best of your ability. That's what the goal of, I think about it now as the goal of a parent, right? It's what the goal of a teacher should be. Find unique talents, push kids toward their talent that allow them to excel. And so this defeating, and we'll play this Sonny Hostin clip too from The View when we come back, the left is ultimately selling to all of your kids and grandkids, the idea that they cannot excel without the help of the government. Yeah. And that's a lie. You know, today's been a good day for me, not just because Clay and I are hanging out in this program with all of you fantastic patriots all across the country, but because of something I got, I got to do this morning online. Hosted an in-depth interview with an amazing market analyst, Mason Sexton, yes, my dad, about the great disruption of 2023. 
In the past, he predicted the stock market crash of 87, the top of the market before the COVID crash. He's made so many major, major calls, but he's been advising hedge funds behind the scenes for years until now. Now he has come forward and he has his first major prediction for the public in 30 years. He thinks this July things are going to get really ugly, but you need to know how and what to do about it. We're seeing the signs of this disruption. Banks going under, real estate losing value at a rapid rate, inflation causing sticker shock at the grocery store. We see there are problems, but when's it really going to hit and what can you do about it? My dad, Mason Sexton, will tell you why most analysts are wrong about a coming lost decade in stocks and why what's coming could be much, much worse. This is his first major prediction in, like I said, 30 years. The video will air tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Just go to this website, disruption2023.com. It'll direct you to the, uh, to the showing of the, of the video we taped, disruption2023. .com. Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck and get behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Target having an emergency meeting because they are worried about getting Bud Lighted. 
We will tell you about that coming up here at the top of the third hour. But I wanted to continue to let you know, I think it's important, what dumb people on the left are saying about Tim Scott announcing for president. They immediately tie him to Clarence Thomas. And we ripped Joy Behar, who is regularly an imbecile on virtually every subject. But she's not alone on The View. Sonny Hostin, who I believe went to Notre Dame Law School, if I'm not mistaken, Buck. Uh, she is uh, on The View. And she said about Tim Scott, he thinks because he made it, everybody can listen. One of the issues that Tim Scott um, has is that he seems to think because I made it, everyone can make it. Ignoring, again, the fact that he is the exception and not the rule. And until he is I, the rule, he has- then he can stop talking about systemic racism. Okay, most people don't become tremendous, huge successes. Most people don't become United States senators or Supreme Court justices. That's just a regular numbers game. Tim Scott reacted, though, and I thought had a pretty compelling response directly to this Sonny Hostin comment. He says he's not the exception. He's actually the rule. Listen. Meekness is not weakness. I, I believe in the gospel. I believe Matthew 5, says, love your enemies. If you break in my house, I also believe in the Second Amendment. I'm going to make sure that we defend every single thing we love in this country. We have to ignore the far left by disproving their lives by our actions. Here's the funny thing. The host, Sonny... She wants to be judged by the content of her character, not the color of her skin. The fact of the matter is America is the story of evolution. Never told story of evolution in too many of our schools that are indoctrinating our kids instead of educating our kids. I'm not the exception. I'm actually the rule. I think it's powerful. If, if you look at people who have success and you try to, Buck, you know this, I bet as a kid you did the same thing. If you look at successful people and try to emulate many of their characteristics, work ethic, uh, educational uh, ambition, you know what happens? You yourself can have a great deal of success too. And that's why this message of defeatism that is being sold by the left, I think has to be roundly rejected. And one of the things that I think is important about Tim Scott's story is he provides, he's 57, by the way, he grew up in the... In the 60s, right? I mean, long before a lot of us in the 80s and 90s. I love this story, and I think punching back against the lies is super important. We're going to be talking about, uh, coming up here in just a few minutes, a decision by the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is a sports franchise from what I understand, um, that is uh, that is upsetting a, a lot of people, a lot of Catholics. In particular, uh, it has to do with a group that they are including for Pride Month that you need to know about. There's also some updates on the Target front, as in the store Target, and how they're starting to worry a little bit that some of their, did we call it a a hot dog hider, I believe, earlier in the week? Someone told me that we can't do that again because they almost drove into a tree or something. So, But uh, some of their... Their special bathing suits. People are upset, and uh, I think Target's taking notice. Clay, are you going to break that down for us? That's the next third hour coming up. More than a movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.